0: I am recording.
1: Hey, you guys. What's going on? It is episode 84 of the Ron and Don Show, and out of the thousands of episodes that Ron and I have ever done, uh, usually when we're split up, it's because Ron might be at an election or maybe there's a big sports adventure in town. One of us is at the adventure reporting back to the radio station. This is very different because I'm sitting in my kitchen right now eating a bowl of Life cereal. And uh, Ron, where are you at right now?
0: I am sitting in my office and uh, recording on my computer. And congratulations, you logged into Zoom. I knew you could do it. So (laughs) like a lot of people working from home, we're video calling. I got to be honest. We had, uh, because we're doing the show and we do the podcast and we have done this for over 20 years and we have some very special things that we're going to talk about later in this episode with uh, doing some social um, distancing and then doing some masks that we deliver to some healthcare workers, you and I had kind of, we'd been seeing each other a lot and we did some recordings with Ed Troyer uh, from the Pierce County PIO and we got a lot of great information out about that, but we were all in the same room recording and there was part of my brain that was like, hey, maybe we should be a little more um, social distancing aware, and so that's what we're trying to do today is to be in separate rooms like everyone else and stay a little more distant, um, even though like I, you have no symptoms, I have no symptoms, but just uh, to be more cognizant of of doing that.
1: Yeah, I think that's good. Uh, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, Ron and I actually had a chance to go out and uh, meet with some nurses and drop off some face masks, and we'll talk to you about that journey. In fact, Ron taped it, and uh, we'll play it for you coming up here in a couple of minutes. Uh, let's talk. When, when we think of social distancing, uh, I'm I'm starting to feel very judgy when it comes to social distancing, Ron. I went in the store the other day. I'm in Ken's Market. And they have a sign out in Ken's Market. It says, show some love, wear, wear the glove, right? And so I put the gloves on, and then I'm walking around Ken's Market. And what I'm noticing is nobody else has the glove on. I I've made a commitment to the glove, and it just asks you to wear one glove. I don't think one glove is extra helpful, so I have both gloves on. And I'm going through Ken's Market. Nobody else has the gloves on. And then I get backed up in an area They have these great prepared meals, and I'm standing by the case where they have the great prepared meals, and there is a couple there, and they don't have gloves on. Uh, they have no safety uh, equipment at all, and they are touching everything. They pick up the beef stroganoff, don't want the stroganoff. They put it down. Well, she might like the beef stroganoff, so then she puts it up and puts it down. But then he grabs a chicken pot pie, and he puts it in her bag. She decides she doesn't want the chicken pot pie, and she takes it out of her bag, and it's back to the stroganoff again. And this went on and on and on and on. And then they finally turn around – because and they said hey are you trying to get in here and I'm like and I wanted to say well I was until you started touching all the phone but nonetheless I digress I didn't end up getting the beef stroganoff or the chicken pot pie but I find myself being very judgmental of other people social distancing I see them out driving are they doing something essential when you're in the store Why not have your gloves on what about you I have the same reaction with the avocados because I and, <laughs> and
0: you're a guy that knows how to pick out an avocado. You gotta, but, you, you have to touch multiple avocados. You can't just buy yeah. eye. You can't uh, buy eye. Just go. That's a perfect avocado. You have to compare and contrast all the avocados. And so I didn't do that. I just went straight by eye only. Because out of respect yeah. for everybody at Trader Joe's, I just visually chose. And you know what? That second avocado was perfect. Yeah, Just by just by eye, I looked at yeah. the avocados, I picked three of them, I didn't uh, you know, touch all the avocados like I normally would, and by eye, I happened to get a perfect one, so I felt pretty good about that. But yeah, even when I'm driving around, I'm getting gas, there was a, an elderly guy, or not elderly, but he may have been elderly, he was probably in his late 70s, he was getting gas across the island from me when I had to get some gas, and I purposefully backed away uh like five or six feet just so that he wouldn't feel like i was right up in his space
1: yeah getting gas
0: because i was like hey this guy's got to get gas i'm getting gas even though our tanks were probably within the six foot radius i backed way up uh, just to give him space but it's a very weird time um it's something i think we should all be cognizant of and even though like when you and I were gonna talk about here in a minute, we went into a hospital. I damn sure had a mask on and uh, uh, latex gloves. I've had people point out that I was wearing an N95 mask and saying I should have donated that mask. But you know what? Uh, I don't feel badly about that. We were in a hospital, we were giving away 800 masks, and I was gonna wear the N95 compliant mask when I was in there because I do not wanna get uh, the COVID-19.
1: Yeah couple other things that I'm learning, and 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 this is still uh, kind of on a lighter note. I, I'm finding that people are sitting around in the evenings and they really want to have discussions and they want to have long discussions. I am hearing from people I haven't heard from in a long time. And we're actually talking on the phone or you're talking via computer. This is what I've noticed though. Whenever anybody asks you a question and you're going to have to reveal something that maybe you're not real proud of, they will always tell you, "Hey, there's no judgment." The moment they tell you there's no judgment, there's a lot of judgment that's about to come your way, is what I've noticed. So I think in a lot of the books that we're reading, a lot of the Enlightenment stuff, a lot of the Socrates stuff, there's uh, the Stoic stuff. Just, just be careful because when somebody's says and they start having one of these long conversations with you in the evening and maybe they're just kicking back having a a glass of their favorite beverage look out for the people that say hey there's no judgment because they are about to get very judgy what about you ron do you find yourself having uh uh, more conversations with friends family members
0: um yes and no i actually did something uh this weekend we talked about it a couple episodes ago about me getting a tiny house uh-huh. I, I have yet to stay at the tiny house. And so uh, last night, so Saturday night into Sunday, was I went out and I stayed. You, can, you cannot get more socially isolated than this. There's yeah. not another human being within uh, I don't know how many yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I stayed out there. It was colder than I thought. But uh, it was actually really good to get away for a day, disconnect. I didn't read the media at all. I allowed myself to be bored, which felt yeah. really good. I read a book. I played guitar, I listened to some music, I just hung out by myself, and so I I took the opportunity. I felt like I was getting too much um, exposure to the news and to people wanting to talk about stuff, because really, there's not a lot that I personally can do more than what we're already doing.
1: Yeah. Well, I tell you, my final thing that I want to share that I'm learning is is we're all kind of self-quarantined here is... I got up in the middle of the night the other night. And usually when I get up in the middle of the night, and that's what happens, middle age, you got to get up in the middle of the night. So you do whatever you're doing in the middle of the night. And then I said to myself, you know what? I have not, I have, I have not had cinnamon life cereal in a long time. And I started targeting the cereal. and It's my son's cereal. So I go downstairs. I'm like, you know, what the heck? I don't have to get up early for anything tomorrow and I really don't sleep in much, but maybe this will help me do it. So I sat there and I was having a bowl of life cereal. Oh my gosh. In the middle of the night, it was so good. It was so good. And then I said, what the heck? I might as well, uh, have a second bowl. So I had a second bowl of life cereal. And then let's just say when my son got up in the morning, it was Daddy, (laughs) Daddy. Where did all my cereal go? And I thought I left a bowl in there for him, but I guess at the end of the day, uh, the one thing I've learned in quarantine, or the many things I've learned in quarantine, is that you get a little hungry in the middle of the night, and it's okay to get up and have three bowls of life cereal. As depends, long as you depends on a the size food. of
0: the bowl. Yeah. I mean really if you're eating like a, a salad bowl, that's a lot wow. of cereal.
1: Yeah, I'm eating out of a salad bowl. So. <laughs> hey, let's do this. Uh, we come back on the Ron and Don show. We know that uh, you are doing everything that you can do. We're doing everything that we can do. Uh, there's an organization that we want to share, uh, and we want to tell their story a little bit, because they're doing everything that they can do also uh, for healthcare officials. There's a doctor up in Bellingham, and I found out from a police officer uh, that I've mentored a little bit up in Bellingham. He said, you would not believe this doctor who just got fired. And I said, why did he get fired in the middle of a pandemic? He said, the reason he got fired is because he went out on his social channels and he started begging for hospital supplies. And as a result of that, the hospital went to him and they said, hey, you can take all that down and you still work here. Uh, If you leave that up, you're terminated. And he felt like it was important to leave it up, to tell the story of what healthcare workers are going through right now. And the equipment that they don't have, that, that worldwide, as of yesterday, 33 doctors have died from this. Also, over 500 uh, care providers uh, are uh, dealing with this, too, right now uh, in the great uh, states, in the United States of America. So we come back. There's a way that we can sit in our chairs at home, and we can help those healthcare workers on the front line. And we just started doing it yesterday, and Ron and I will fill you in on this great journey we took. And there's a couple more journeys here to go. If you guys are willing to dig into your pockets and and, and grab some money and throw it at this issue, all right? It's the Ron and Don Show. Ron is live from South Lake Union. I am live from Queen Anne Mountain. We will see you on the other side of this.
0: Hey, Ron Don here for Les Schwab, and they sent us this message. The safety of the customers of Les Schwab and its employees is a top priority. We're committed to staying open to provide necessary services to our customers, particularly those we all rely on for essential services and who cannot self-isolate as long as we can and as long as it aligns with guidance from local health officials. We're taking serious steps to help protect the health of our customers, employees, and communities. Based on guidance from the CDC and the World Health Organization, We increased our cleaning and disinfecting efforts in every store and have temporarily shut down our popcorn machines and coffee service as an extra precaution. Anyone who's had an unexpected flat tire, brake trouble, or a dead battery knows why our customers depend on us to help ensure their vehicle is safe and reliable, even during these unusual times. We want to thank our store employees who remain dedicated to helping our community get where they need to go. For those of you who have to keep moving in order to support our communities or to get the support they need, We're committed to staying open as long as we can and as long as it aligns with the guidance from local health officials Like so many other businesses We're continually monitoring the situation and evaluating how best to support and protect our employees and communities
1: All right, you guys welcome back to the ron show and we are doing what we're supposed to do Uh, Ron is on South Lake Union. I'm on Queen Anne and we're doing this through zoom right now and I know a lot of businesses And a lot of families and friendships are doing that house party app or they're doing the Zoom app. So this is a way that we can stay in touch with you. Hey, Ron, as we're sitting at home, a lot of us want a job and we want to help. And uh, we found some people that are helping on the front lines, didn't we?
0: Yeah, we're going to just play you. On Friday, Don and I went up to Lake City Way and we met with a woman named Ming Ming. She's actually a healthcare provider. Her husband is a healthcare provider and she has started a charity on the side that helps immigrant women uh, learn how to sew and how to make jewelry. Usually, you see their stuff at all the metropolitan markets. If you're in the kitchen section, all of those tote bags, all of the beautiful napkins and table runners and all of those very colorful items, most of them were made by a Ming Ming and her charity and so they switched over everybody that's involved with this refugee charity to make homemade masks so I'm just going to play you the entire thing it's Don and I we started in my truck we go to Lake City Way, you meet Ming Ming, she talks about her amazing uh, people that she works with. We She introduces us to a guy doing foodisloveproject.org next door, uh, helping get food to people that are in desperate need right now. And then we drive up to Everett, uh, where you get to meet the staff of the Everett Kaiser Permanente branch up there where they needed uh, these masks. And so that's all included in this piece. If you want to give, you can go to our Facebook pages, uh, either Don O'Neill or Ron Upshaw. There's a link to Ming Ming's uh, GoFundMe page. You can also go to foodisloveproject.org.
1: Hey, you guys. It's uh, Ron and Don, and uh, we are currently not sitting six feet apart. It's about five and a half. so I got my what? mask on. Yeah, well, we're in a truck. We're just doing what we do. Anyway, uh, we are out and about today uh, because we're doing something very important, aren't we, Ron?
0: Yeah, we are about to pick up the homemade masks we've been telling you about, and then deliver them to healthcare workers. So we're in in Lake City right now. At an artist collective that uh, usually makes stuff for uh, for retail sales, but they've devoted their entire staff over to making masks. Yeah,
1: and if you remember how this started, uh, a healthcare worker, and she's part of the Ron and Don Nation. Her name's Lana. Uh, she works at Kaiser. Uh, up north in Everett. Evidently, what's happening is a lot of the bigger hospitals are getting gear. The smaller hospitals are being left behind. And right now, uh, we haven't peaked when it comes to this virus. So I think all throughout the Pacific Northwest today and the Pacific Northwest, I see a lot of private business uh, just jumping in and deciding, you know what, we need to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. And darn it, These may not be the 95 masks, but uh, every little bit helps is what we hear. So we're gonna grab the mask today from Ming Ming, and then we're gonna head up to uh, Kaiser Hospital in Everett and meet Lana and drop off these materials. All right, so here we are. Let's find out where we're at and who this is. This is Ming Ming. Ming Ming, who are you and where are we? This is incredible.
2: So I'm Ming Ming Chung Edelman. I'm the founder of Refugee Artists Initiative. Uh, our mission is to provide refugee and immigrant women with sustainable work in sewing and jewelry making. And we're upcyclers, so we always have a plenty of fabric in our space. So now we can put all the fabric into very good use, yeah. making masks and other PPE that both healthcare providers and public would need.
1: So the masks today, as we shared with you, are going up to Kaiser and Everett. You guys are also making face shields too. Yes, are, too?
2: I'll be happy to show what we're making. So, uh, so these are a product ready to go to metropolitan market. All from recycled fabric. Obviously, a week ago we were making uh, we were making pot holders and um, napkins and pouches. And within a week, we had to pivot to make masks and 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 uh, face shields. So this is one of the uh, prototype that we uh, just tried out and. Uh, we're ready to make about 200 of these. We're realizing this is a very important um, sort of equipment for a lot of actually home c- caregivers because um, they don't really have a whole lot of protection. So we're hoping um, this is something we can provide for frontline workers that are also direct contact with elderly, and so we can have a barrier to prevent additional transmission. Yeah.
1: Can you show us an example of the mask that you want to make?
2: Yes. We are making, these are so many examples. And we also have people dropping um, care cards and thank you cards that we're ready to go with you today. You can, uh, well, we're from Seattle. So this is an example. One that has a seahawk with the little thank you um, message. And uh, we're ready to, um, so we have different people making them. And the most number actually is made from um, bees. We have a company down in five. Uh, they own a bedding company and every every online uh, return and use they cannot resell. So we have about 100 bees that come to us about a month ago yeah. and we're just trying to figure out what to use them for. Okay. And the timing is perfect. We're actually making lots of masks actually from these high-quality, um, you know, 1,000 uh, cam for example, really nice, uh, comfortable. And uh, while you're here, we're also just getting another request. I'm actually just in the middle working on it because uh, wearing mask around your ears all day, it hurts. So we're solving the next problem, which is going to make a headband. and I, Well, sort of the needle still around it. But we're trying to make a headband, not with the buttons. So when you put on your hair, that the mask can go directly to the buttons. So your ears after eight or 10 hour shift is not uncomfortable and hurt to tell,
1: tell us about the women. I, mean, I think it's mostly women that are making these masks. Who are they? Where, yes. are, they, where are they from? And so these, I see pictures of them all on yes. the wall, right? So
2: these are the women in our program. They come from all the, all different countries. Uh, we have refugees, and immigrants, and moms with children. We exist because we're here to serve these women who need home-based work. You know, they have children, they have disability, they have a barrier of language and transportation. So they need to be at home. So our program exists to provide work for them that we do training here, but they can do their work at home so they can provide for their family and be able to earn an income. And a few of them actually make their first
1: paycheck in America American Program. I'm about to hand you a check, and this is just from me to you. Oh and my I wish it could be more, but let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. For people that can't hand you a check, and everyone's even afraid of passing money along right now, yeah. or... Well, thank you so much. So how can people be a part of this? Because my mom is saying today, she's like, you know, I would love to sew something, but that's not my gift.
2: So uh, why well, you can really help us, we have 2,500... Um, Thank you and caring card campaign right now. For every mask we give out, we want to come with a message on the public. So, uh, so this is why we just call out um, a big I haven't even opened. People drop over the people drop this off, you know, mail slot, and uh, so you can help by uh, writing thank you cards to our uh, sort of healthcare providers, and we don't want to also the homeless and people in situation, they cannot be social distancing, so we want to write them also a caring card, trying to encourage them through this tough time. So if you can uh, sell, and or you say you're not in a situation to donate because I have not worked for a month, but you can just um, put in uh, these care cards that every time we get a batch, that it, it will be go along with the mask and feel, uh, face shields because I'm a care provider myself, I, as a clinical pharmacist, it is a very anxiety-driven time to go to work. But I understand if we can provide any comfort for our healthcare providers, a thank you note, appreciation note, along with the mask, I think that would go a long way.
1: Yeah. And there are people that want to give money. Yes. How can they give money? You have a GoFundMe campaign going yes. right now, don't
2: you? Yeah, we started a GoFundMe campaign literally one week ago. I was bombarded with phone calls last Thursday saying that meaning you should be making masks, there's a shortage and at the same time I'm a pharmacist and my husband's an ICU doctor so it really scared me to know that I'm in the field that I'm not being protected when I go to work so I felt the need to take an action uh, I never put a GoFundMe campaign, I didn't even know what that was about, but I run it really quickly and and a week later, here we are we're ready to, thanks to you, Don, and we're able to, um, you know, give away the first waves of masks that we made. We'd love to give out a thousand today, but what happened is that we're short of materials. Elastics are hard to find. One, one-eighth inch elastic are in shortage. So if somebody have any closet somewhere, you have one-eighth inch elastic you want to donate to us, that would be fantastic. And uh, when we're start making these um, more complicated product like uh, face uh, masks, uh, we were also hoping that um, other people can help us to uh, donating so we can buy the material it takes to uh, also pay the artisan to make these at their home. And finally, you know, people like Don's, it's so wonderful to show up in our life. We would not get to our campaign of 10000 without you guys show up. So anybody who knows, other people that would like to be our champion on what we're doing so the more fun we get the more we can put more people to work and not just our own artisans here on the board it's open to anyone uh so for example our partner who can also need more sewers can have more work at home so we'll be happy to provide
1: that so this is what we'd like you to do This is on my personal Facebook page. Just look for Don O'Neill, O-N-E-I-L-L. There's thousands of people. I'm lucky enough to follow us on that page. And then Ron has a huge following on his page. Just look for Ron Upshaw, uh, U-P-S-H-A-W. And then we'll also get this out on our mailing list. If you want to be a part of our mailing list, just go to ronanddong.com get signed up for the mailing list and then we'll send you all this information okay so anyway this kind of concludes our time here on lake city way we're going to gather up these masks and these notes really incredible and then we're going to head up to kaiser everett and uh see our friend lana out there all right so Mingming, thank you so much
2: okay, thank you
1: don yeah all right also Mingming just introduced us to a new friend this is another nonprofit on the side of her wall and we think it's really important to get information out about great things that are happening in the community and while you're sitting at home you can jump online you can pull that dough out spend some cash and support what everybody else is doing on the front lines, Sir, what's your name and what are you guys doing? This is pretty cool today, right? So, my, Yes, it is. Thank you. My name is Chris Leverson, and I work for Build Lake City Together in the Children's Home Society of Washington.
0: And we're working with uh, small local restaurants here who, of course, are struggling during this uh, this crisis to uh, help supply food for families in need. So we're working currently with three local schools uh, to identify families that are served by that school in most need and uh, and then working to pay the restaurants to provide meals. And we're delivering those. And today we're doing 25 families. And this is through a program that started just last week, in fact, called Food is Love. And you can go to foodislove.org, I believe, to uh, to donate. And uh, so it's a great program to help both struggling families and our
1: restaurants who are also in Lake City that we really treasure and and hope can hang on. That's awesome, you guys. Thank you so much. Food is Love. Make sure you check that out. And again, we're all sitting at home you wanna be a part of something bigger than yourself, this is how you can do it on the other side, of computer screen, it's reaching into your pocket, and let's support these two organizations, all right? All right, we'll see you up at Kaiser Everett in just a moment. Hey, you guys, so uh, great news, we've taken these masks, they actually have little pockets in them. Ming Ming and her uh, incredible artists were able to make for Kaiser up in Everett. With that pocket, you can stick in foam, you can stick in tissue, something for extra protection. Because right now, the mask that Ron has on, there's a worldwide shortage of the 95. Well, these certainly aren't the 95s, these certainly will help. So we're on our way right now to go see Lana, but Kaiser of she's one of the nurses up there, and she's the one that originally reached out to us. So, as you can tell, Ron's driving, so good luck to us. All right, well here we are, Everett Washington at Kaiser, and we're with Lana, she's one of the nurses here. And she's the one that let us know that there was a shortage of face masks, so that's why we went to work. Uh, Tell us about her journey, because we just walked around and got to hand out some of these, right?
3: It was pretty incredible. Um, You guys brought up so many masks that were made with love, and they have little letters on them that really have uplifted our staff. Um, We got to walk around and give them to a lot of our staff, and I could tell that some were so moved that they were almost in tears, so it means a lot. Thank
1: you guys, really. Uh, Tell us what the mood is here, because I've heard some healthcare physicians say this is a war right now, and you guys are on the front line. Does it feel like a war to you?
3: It feels like a war to us, absolutely. Um, It's uncertain. There's a lot of things that we don't have all the answers to, but we're trying. Uh, People are coming to work exhausted, um, worried about their families, um, bringing this home, and so having this extra PPE it's it's critical. It's critical to the people that we interact with every single day, and so um, yeah, it is a war zone, and we are trying to limit the amount of exposure and having people stay home.
1: Yeah. So, uh, finally, just tell us what this means to you and what this might mean to the healthcare workers to know. There's people outside that care about you guys in here, and we saw that today, right?
3: We absolutely did, and thanks to you guys for for doing all this work and and putting us at the forefront um, and making us a priority, because there's a lot of times um, you don't always get that, and I think it uplifts everybody when they're already feeling somewhat down and somewhat stressed and exhausted, and you lifted everybody up today, and uh, we all need a little of that right now.
1: Awesome. Well... If you want to be a part of something bigger than yourself, just go to our Facebook page, Don O'Neill or Ron Upshaw. And you can still donate because we're still making masks for other facilities, face shields and all kinds of cool stuff. If you'd like to get signed up for the newsletter, just go to ronanddon.com. And uh, we're also going to put together a video for this, which you're probably watching right now. Find out more at ronanddon.com. Thank you. All right, so there you go, you guys. And Ron, you added this uh, interview, didn't you? People can look at it on Facebook.
0: Yeah, I edited that whole thing down to about three and a half minutes if you want to see the pictures. It's on my Facebook page, Ron Upshaw. Don's Facebook page, Don O'Neill. Uh, and please share that with us because that helps uh, get the word out and helps people get exposed to Ming Ming's charity. We need to get them money so they can continue to make masks. So uh, that's the second segment. Don, I understand because I was up at my tiny house. I understand that some other healthcare professionals reached out to you after watching that video. Let's talk about that when episode 84 of the Ron and Don show continues.
1: Hey, you guys, now a word from Les Schwab. Uh, Right now, quote, we're taking serious steps to help protect the health of our customers, our employees, and our communities. Based on guidance from the CDC and the World Health Organization, we have increased our cleaning and disinfecting efforts in every store, and we have temporarily shut down our popcorn machines and coffee service as an extra precaution. For those who have to keep moving in order to support our communities or to get the support that they need, we are committed to staying open as long as we can and as long as it aligns with the guidance from local health officials like so many. There's so many businesses. We continually are monitoring the situation and we're evaluating how best to support and protect our employees and our communities. So don't forget you guys, Les Schwab, they've been in the community for a long time since 1952. And I can tell you in being one of their spokesmen for the last 12 years, this is where Les Schwab really leans in and they really help. So if you're listening to this and you're out in a delivery truck right now, or if you're out in a semi and 18, whatever it is, there is a Les Schwab near you, so make sure you pick up the phone, you give them a call, or find one just right on your smart device at leschwab.com. That's leschwab.com. Doing the right thing, you know it matters. All right, you guys, it's Ron and Don. We are live from the Les Schwab studios. This is episode number 84, and you know what's really incredible about Ming Ming's charity is when they heard that there are healthcare workers without masks, without protection and they also heard that these healthcare workers were willing to accept these homemade masks, Uh, they decided, hey, we better take all the trinkets and all the baskets and all the cool stuff that we make and we sell in town or we sell online on Etsy, let's retool and start uh, making masks. Ron, so far in just one week's time, they have made over 800, no, check that, 1200 masks. So we delivered 800. Out of the 800 to, uh, that we were able to deliver to this hospital at Kaiser, they then took some of those masks and shared those with some other hospitals. So I think we helped out five hospitals with all those masks. Then I got this note, and this comes from Josh. It says Dear Don, uh, I heard about what you guys were able to do, you and Ron at Kaiser and Everett. I hope you can do something similar for Evergreen Health Monroe. It's out in Monroe. It's the last emergency room before you get all the way to Chelan. And what's worse is part of the Evergreen system, most supplies are being routed to main Evergreen Hospital in Kirkland. You can imagine the Evergreen Hospital in Kirkland is very, very busy. Yeah. Uh, Back to this text. Kirkland has even uh, had to borrow one of Monroe's two ventilators. Uh, The Monroe uh, uh, Hospital is literally on their last N95s. Uh, Many nurses have been using the same mask for 10 days. If there's any way we could get just a few dozen masks to Monroe, it would go a long, long way in keeping that hospital in good working order. My mom has been an RN for almost 40 years. She's 74 years old. She still works there in the emergency room. And I just wanna make sure that people like my mom are taken care of. Ron, we've reached out to that hospital and the hospital said, that we will go ahead and if you guys are making masks, we, we will accept those masks. It used to be you would have to give the mask to a fire department or you would have to give it to a government entity, like even a police officer, and they could donate the mask. A lot of hospitals now are changing that protocol because as people are digging around and finding masks and dropping them off. Uh, they kind of, A lot of these hospitals now, especially out in the country and rural areas, uh, they have this, j- just drop it off, drop it off at the door policy. So, so
0: I, I was out of, uh, out of touch. What happened when Ming Ming found out about this? And I know that you found out about this. What's the plan going forward?
1: Well, Ming Ming said, "Don, we're going to keep making mass is in, and, and she's going to do it, whether the, the, the finances are there or not. We've set up these GoFundMe pages and one's at Ron Upshaw, one's at Don O'Neill. And you can see, and you can add to the dollar amount. When we first started doing this, we were trying to get it to 10 grand. Liza Pauly, one of our listeners, took it over 10 grand. Then we said, you know, if we get all the way to 15 grand, we can help provide 800 masks up in Everett. And this is where this outbreak really started, was up in Everett, Washington, right? That was the first case. So we distributed those. Now they are busy on a Sunday. They continue to make masks. I just got a note from Ming-Ming saying, Don, at four o'clock on Monday, we will have two Masks made for those out in Monroe for you to drop off. So at four o'clock, I'm going to go grab those. I'm going to drop those off. Then I get a call. Then I get a call, Ron, from a physician. Well, not from a physician, from a friend of mine who's a police officer who knows a physician who is all over the news right now. And the reason he's all over the news is he's a physician up in Bellingham at a hospital there. And he went out to his social media feeds and asked the public for help. And as a result of that, the hospital said, you can't do that. Take that down or you're fired in the middle of a pandemic. I've been hearing from people that are just distraught because they're like, he delivered my baby or he saved my husband's life. This is a beloved, just a beloved doctor in Bellingham. So I'm working behind the scenes on some stuff that I'm not ready to get into on this podcast. But what we do want to do, this police officer that I talked to, he said, you know, when this doctor was crying out for these masks, he said, they are in the same shape as they were at Evergreen out in Monroe or as they were at Kaiser in Everett. If you go online, you guys, if you go online, there's this incredible movement now around the country for people to make masks. I talked to some friends of mine today. They have their sewing machines out with their mom and their grandmother. They're making masks as we speak. You can go online. And you can learn to make a mask. It will show you how. There's YouTube videos. And there's probably a hospital within a stone's throw of your house uh, that could use those masks tonight.
0: That's amazing. And and I'm uh, grateful that they are going to get those masks ready, take them out to Monroe. Uh, the, The nurses were so thankful when we showed up in Everett to just have a new mask, the one woman at the desk. She clearly had been wearing the same mask for days and days and days. And they also appreciated that they're a little bit bigger and more comfortable around their ears. I can't imagine having to wear uh, a mask around my ears for uh, 40 hours, 50 hours a week. So that's going to be amazing. And and I do want to give a shout out as well to uh, Les Schwab, who sponsors our show. They sent us a message and we're playing it during this episode for all the people that are trucking stuff around. And need to be out there moving gear around and doing shipments and taking care of people and going to visit folks that if they get a flat tire, if their brakes start to go out, that Les Schwab is staying open because, you know, I I see people bringing uh, Amazon deliveries up and down my street every day. What if they get a flat tire? Uh, what are they supposed to do? And so Les Schwab keeping everything open because as much as we're staying inside, a lot of the essential businesses are transporting needed equipment and needed gear and needed food, uh, stuff getting to uh, the grocery stores and then getting that stuff out to vulnerable populations. So big shout out to Les Schwab that they're going the extra mile as they always do uh, to keep their doors open and fix flat tires, fix brakes, uh, do checkups on people when they need it the most.
1: All right, you guys, our thanks to Les Schwab uh, doing the right thing since 1952. That's really amazing that they're doing that. And so here's what we're doing. We've already given out those 800 masks, uh, five different hospitals in Everett. That's where this pandemic uh, started in the great state of Washington, it was up in Everett. Now we have a call to help Evergreen out in Monroe. You're listening to this on a Monday. I will make sure that those masks get out there uh, on Monday night. Then uh, my police officer friend who is up in Bellingham, I'm going to meet him. I'm going to hand off another 200 masks that Ming Ming said uh, they are making as we speak. And I'm going to hand those off to them tomorrow night after I hand these off out of Monroe. So two more stops, 400 more masks, 200 out to uh, Evergreen and Monroe and 200 up to Bellingham. I just want to encourage you. If you're sitting at home and you don't have a sewing machine, that's okay. You may have a couple extra dollars in your pocket. I know it's scary to give. It is scary to give if you feel like you just lost your job and you don't know where your next penny's coming from. Then you know what? Don't worry about that. What you can do is you can write a letter of hope and uh, we can pick those up and we can drop those off too. So just do whatever you can. And as Ron and I have learned here, the, the number one job right now, Ron, is just to stay alert, stay alive, and take care of those around you, right?
0: Absolutely. And uh, thanks to everybody that's already given. And um, thanks to Ming Ming for spearheading. Nobody asked her to do it. She just saw what was in her world some women that are talented at sewing and they started sewing. So big ups to her.
1: Yeah. Episode 84 is in the books. We love you guys. Please go to Ron's Facebook page, Ron Upshaw, or you can go to my Facebook page, Don O'Neill. You can write Ron too, ron at windermere.com if you have any questions about anything that we're doing. And I'm Don O'Neill at windermere.com. All right? Again, we love you. Keep your head up, your shoulders back, and we'll see you real soon for episode number 85, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network.